Hi, welcome everybody. We have Lisa with us today. Um, she is one of our contributing writers um, and she uh, is gracious enough to join us to talk about a post that she wrote last fall, uh, Three Easy Ways to Encourage Imagination in Kids. So we will talk about that in just a moment. Um, but first, Lisa, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Um, I'm Lisa. I am a homeschooling mom of three. I have a rising kindergartner, uh, and then I have a rising second grader and one who's about to start fifth grade. <laughs> so um, we stay busy a lot. Um, we, I, you know, you think homeschooling home, right? <laughs> but we are, we are not home a lot. So um, we are fortunate enough. I love living in Louisville where there's lots of places that we can do our school on the go and learn in a lot, lot of different settings. So we have a lot of fun. Yay. Awesome. Well, yeah. So uh, you are going to read us a little bit from this post, right? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay. A lot of good info in here. So I'm just going to let you take it away. Sure. When our children are toddlers and preschool aged, a parent rarely needs to do anything to encourage imaginative play. They don't need to be taught how to become a unicorn or how to fight a giant. As kids get older, however, something changes. Playing pretend and using imagination becomes, as famed science fiction writer Ursula Le Guin put it, something that might be useful when the TV's out of order. So how do we encourage our older elementary and middle school kids to continue to stretch their imagination muscles? As with a lot of parenting, the best course of action is to provide them with tools and then step out of the way. My oldest child is nine, and I can't pretend to be an expert in all things big kid yet, but these are some of the tools that our family finds essential to imagination exercise. Number one, wear costumes. Playing dress ups often something we think of as a game for small kids. However, the huge population of adult cosplayers around the world would beg to differ. Even big kids love to pretend they're other people. My oldest got a super cool Top Gun flight suit for his birthday, but I don't think he took off for two days. <laughs> Number two, go outside. It may seem obvious, but it can't be overstated how important outdoor play is for a child's imagination. Everything in nature can be something else. Being outdoors is completely open-ended play. If your backyards become somewhere the kids have explored as much as possible, take them somewhere new. We're fortunate enough to live in a city with so many different kinds of natural areas to explore. Number three, be involved. I know, I know, I just said to get out of the way. And I did mean it, sort of. When they're off on an adventure, you should absolutely leave them to it. But if they're still struggling with creative thinking and imagination activities, it's okay to give them a little help. One of the most fun things to do with kids this age is to ask them what if and follow them where that question takes them. What would you do if we discovered our house was haunted? What would happen if you found our, our pet dog could talk? What's the craziest recipe you can think of? Hint, if you have a kid like mine, the more opportunity there is for the answer to be gross, the better they'll like it. <laughs> Perhaps your kids are not like mine and they'll need different encouragement to reawaken their wonder in the world or to leave reality behind for a bit. The tools I listed are a lot less essential than our attitudes. Be flexible about mess when they're having an adventure. 
At this stage, they can generally be responsible for cleaning afterward, but don't worry about clutter while they create when they're inspired. Let them see how you use imaginative thinking as an adult. Do you daydream? Do you wonder? Talk about it. Lastly, point out other kids and adults who are creative. Creativity sometimes shows up in obvious ways, like cooking interesting meals or having an interesting fashion sense. Sometimes it's the seemingly dry family member who's an engineer that loves to find new ways to do old things. It might be new, their tall tale telling grandpa. All of those require a strong imagination muscle and may help bridge older kids to remember that being creative isn't just for babies. <laughs> that is great. Um, where did you get some of your inspiration? Um, well, we started this year, we started the thousand hours outdoors challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, and being outside is one of those things. I'm kind of an indoorsy person. <laughs> yeah. And so things like arts and crafts and stuff like that come a lot easier to me than playing outside. Um, and that was something that kind of just watching them, you know, taking them out on a nature walk and just letting them loose. Um, I started to really see how, um, you know, just a stick can be anything. And each one of the kids, it would be something different. <laughs> um, and then another, like with the costumes, there was a party store that uh, closed not too far from our house. And I went while they were selling out all their Halloween costumes. And so I got, I got Daniel that flight, flight suit. Um, I got Matthew several different masks. And then Hannah, I got, uh, I think I got her some princess wands or something. And, and I always like dress up as a kid. And so it was one of those things. Sometimes you think of dress ups and costumes as just a certain time of the year. Um, and then, they fall apart and then you just get rid of them. But um, costumes are something that really you can, you know, turn into a bunch of different things. If it's a top hat, it might have come with a, you know, magician's thing, but then you could do a history lesson with it or something, you know. And so, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different things that sometimes we like to put in a box for this type of play or for this particular thing. And um, I just wanted to give people a reminder that, you know, sometimes, you know, don't don't put those fun items in a box and you might be surprised that they can turn into lots of other things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so do you find that the going into kindergarten and then going into fifth grade um, kids, they both engage with it equally, even if it's differently? They do, but definitely in different ways. Um my oldest is he may not do as much pretend in certain um, sort of fantasy ideas, but he does a lot of um, like acting like real people. So things like careers um, or um, like history lessons that we've done. He's um he really likes military history. And so he'll go out and he'll be, you know, participating in the Revolutionary War with his stick, you know, where the other one is fighting a dragon, you know. So, <laughs> you know, it changes what, you know, to, to use the stick as an example, you know, what the stick is might change. But 
it still doesn't take away the magic of the item. And um, um, they still find a lot of ways to have fun and use their imagination. And I think um, being able to independently read as they get older helps too. So if, if you have a kid that's maybe not, um, it doesn't come as easy them, easily to them to play imaginatively. You can sometimes use books as prompts too. You know, well, what, what are you reading right now? Like my oldest, he's uh, just started reading Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So um, that's opened up a different world of fantasy that he hasn't really been interested in before. So um, where my other two are really big into kind of otherworldly fantasy play, that was never really something that came to him easily. But now Harry Potter, Narnia, that sort of thing, all of a sudden he's super interested. And so we might see him sort of go back to some of the things that his brother and sister are already interested in. Oh, nice. Um, how do you envision if they get older getting into like middle school, teenage years of still being able to encourage the imagination? Well, there's a couple different things I know that have been helpful for us. So um, one of the things is making sure that when possible that your kids play with kids of a lot of different ages. Mm -hmm. So if your kid is older, sometimes getting to play with the younger kids for a little bit and helping them. <laughs> You know, yes. all of a sudden they realize, oh, you know, this game was really kind of fun. I forgot how fun it was, you know. And so instead of being with the big kids where maybe it, you know, isn't cool anymore, they realize mm -hmm. well, maybe it is still fun. Who cares if it's cool? Um, <laughs> but also being around older kids or adults who have a playful nature about them. Um, my father-in-law, who is the tall tell telling <laughs> yeah. grandpa, um, he is the first one to go out there and they'll play cowboys and chase each other. Um, my son that loves soldiers, my, my father-in-law or my father went out and bought a whole camo outfit so that they could go out in the woods and do like, you know, I, I don't know, some sort of game <laughs> to soldiers, I guess. I don't know. Um, so being willing as an adult to maybe get messy and get out there, you know, well, if the, you know, the gray headed adult is out there doing it, you know, you 13 year old, I'm sure you can find something fun in this and can help. Yeah. Um, I, that, that at least at this point, you know, my oldest is only a preteen, so I haven't been through older yet, but, but definitely for him, those are things that, that help a lot. Okay. Yeah. Cause my daughter is almost 13 okay. and, um, probably just in the last like four or five months, like cause she had a whole notebook and she would make her own comics and they had like unicorns yes. in them and she was like writing all that. And so I asked her a couple of weeks ago, I was like, so what happened? Like you haven't shown us any of your cartoons or any of your stories lately. And she was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And it's just like, nothing is very cool <laughs> unless it's like yeah. a video game. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should start well, and you know, there's a, drawing with her or something. If, if that is an interest that you think that she's stifling because it doesn't seem cool, like the cartooning aspect. Yeah. There's tons of really cool cartoonists 
on YouTube. Oh. So that might be something watching an artist and either what, you know, maybe the subject of what she's drawing might change or she might find, you know what, this person's really cool and they still draw unicorns. Right. You know, like if she's into kawaii or something like that, you know, there's a lot of unicorn, cat, rainbow kind of stuff that's very cool. Oh. So, Yes. Okay. Yeah. And she's been all into anime and like yeah. watching so, that stuff. Well, so that might be anime, kawaii, and there's tons of even in the... Um, Art for Kids Hub, which is on YouTube. Mm. Um, he does drawing videos for different ages with, and he has a, I think the oldest, I can't remember, I think it's his son that's oldest, and he's around that age. And the artist that does the lessons on there, his style is kind of a kawaii. So there might be some fun things. And mm -hmm. he may not be interested in the ones where he's doing it with the younger kids because they're more simplistic, but they get pretty involved, and he's very cool. So something like that, um, a lot of times I think finding, if you can separate what is the thing that you're just not interested in anymore from, I'm not doing this because I'm afraid other people might think it's too babyish or whatever, then that can help, you know, because, you know, being a teenager is hard, you know, we're... <laughs> figuring out, you know, is it that I don't like this anymore? Or is it because I kind of have peer pressure? Or is it, I really don't care what you think, because I think this is really fun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, and, you know, yeah. it takes time, I think. So, yeah, well, we, a couple of years ago, I instituted, instituted a mommy daughter night. Mm -hmm. I let her choose the night of the week. And so on Wednesday nights, she usually gets to, as long as like all of her chores have been done and during the school year, like her grades yeah. are good. She gets to choose what she wants to do. She gets to choose yeah. what we eat. It gives my husband time to just be quiet by himself. Um, and then yeah. we, we hang out. Um, but I'm kind of wondering now if maybe I should direct it a little bit. Cause usually yeah. she's like, watch me game or like watch this show with me. But yeah, if we like put on YouTube or if I drew with her, maybe yeah. that would encourage I, her more. I know that. And I'm not very artistic when it comes to drawing and that sort of thing. But I know that Matthew, who loves art, that's he loves it when everybody sits down with him. Or, um, you know, you could ask her if there's something she does still enjoy drawing. She could teach you, like give you a lesson. Oh, yeah. Um. You know, she or maybe it. she could do, you know, you could help her edit a video of a drawing lesson for, you know, oh. depending on how comfortable you are with her being on, you know, social media or whatever. But yeah. that could be something that might be kind of fun for her to do, um, you know, to be able to teach others, maybe. Um, but That's a good idea. I, I would say definitely, I think continue definitely continue the mom daughter night thing and i i think that directing it maybe a little bit but gearing toward those things that maybe you think that she's secretly stifling because they're not cool you know mom's usually yeah. not cool anyway so I, you know, she's not <laughs> right. this mom isn't very cool yeah so i'm I not cool about whether i think it's cool or not <laughs> Yeah. So they know they keep themselves, you know, because I know. <laughs> but um, 
you know, that might be something that might be fun to do. Or you might find, um, do, do you think it's the art part of it or the the interest in the cartooning? Or what do you think about? Yeah, I mean, well, she's like always been very creative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I don't know if it's just a combination of the pandemic and doing mm -hmm. like at home learning and then transitioning into like about to be a teenager now and like at that age too yeah and that's yeah. when you weren't around your friends and then they've changed and you've changed and trying to navigate with all that space in between there's also you know this i don't know if y'all have done it but the places where you go and you paint the same thing um oh. like this this sip and paint kind of place yeah. Those are kind of, and that might feel kind of grown up too, or two, you know, oh, yeah. like a fancy mocktail kind of thing. Ooh, yeah. so that might be kind of fun oh, or, yeah. you know, find a YouTube video where you could do it. Maybe she could have her friends come over. Oh yeah. You know, like a little party. Um, something like that. If, if you think it's the creativity or, you know, knitting is super cool right now. I need to learn. I've been saying that for like three years. I would love to learn. I have actually in my pile of junk back here that I'm blurring out, I have a ball of like this really soft, thick, I don't even know if it's technically yarn, but I, the kids and I are going to try to learn finger knitting. And Ooh. I have not, I used to know how to do it. And I have completely lost. I don't remember how to do it. I have tried watching videos. So I'm going to have to have somebody actually sit down with me and like, move it around. Yes. But so we were going to try to do that, but like knitting crochet is actually very cool. So that might be something maybe transitioning if it's just to a different artistic hobby. Um, and there's tons of stuff you can do with that. And there's people that do interesting characters and all kinds of neat stuff. So yeah, I did. Yeah. I did get um, little uh, Star Wars and Harry Potter, like, knitting kits where you can make like the little oh, yes so I have yeah I bought those forever ago but I tried to watch YouTube videos and I was like I like I actually need somebody to move my hands for me like I just couldn't I couldn't figure it I out. don't have the coordination or or at least being able to like I'm definitely a kinesthetic learner so yeah. I would have to have somebody physically doing it with me and like nope go that yep. way <laughs> Yeah, I was. I have a friend that she's really good at knitting. She knits all the time. It's just trying to make time for her to come over. Yeah. But I mean, I guess I could ask well, Addie. I could ask Addie. Like, are you interested? <laughs> you could schedule it ahead of time. Yeah, that would yeah, be fun. To I bet. Yeah. yeah, and then See, you know, the nice it. thing is, then you've got a physical thing that she's made that she can yes. imagine with. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I was gonna say my daughter's learning how to sew and she likes to print like, pretend like she's on Little House on the Prairie, but she's five. <laughs> so, <laughs> but she even the, the act of sewing is kind of an imaginative thing for her. So, yes. You know. Yes. Uh, these are all such great ideas. I'm gonna have to watch this through myself again so I can take notes. <laughs> it's, it's really, I mean, following and that's kind of been our our motto with homeschool is every quarter I figure out kind of the goals where they need to be as far as education, but I try to figure out how can I take their interests and kind
kind of follow that in a way that can help them with handwriting or whatever the things are that they really need to put extra yeah. focus in. And, and I think there's a way to use your imagination and anything, you know, math is something that people tend to kind of make really dry, but there's so much with math that you can use your imagination. You know, there's art you can do with math. There's, um, I mean, without math, we don't have the concept of infinity, you know? So things like that. I mean, any, if you're using your imagination, anything can be exciting and fun. And I think, um, sometimes that's the neat thing about being a mom is you've kind of let that muscle get atrophied. And then when yeah. you have kids, you're sort of forced out of that, like, Oh, okay. I'm a <laughs> pony now. I'm a unicorn, you know? Okay. What does a unicorn do? <laughs> you know? So, you know, but when they get older, they start to, you know, and so, um, you do have to be a little bit creative, but, but definitely if they have an existing interest, latch onto that in some way, and they'll have enough fun to where even if it's not cool over time, they won't care anymore right. if their friends are interested in it because they really like whatever it is. So it, yeah. it or they can do it in the privacy of their room, you know. Right. Yeah. And not tell anybody, but but you know, they still enjoy their drawing or their, you know, their stories that they write or whatever. But I, I think the nice thing is I found, I think it's getting easier with um, social media to where you can find your niche group of people that, you know, maybe like when we were growing up, a lot of that was pretty new. So things were still sort of homogenous as far as this is cool. This is nerdy. This is weird. Whereas now you can find, well, I'm into this very niche interest or, you know, like, like something like cosplay, which, you know, at our age, you know, as teenagers, we wouldn't have been caught dead wearing costumes right. to a movie. Or if you did, you were a very specific group of people going to see a very specific kind of movie. Now there's cosplayers for all kinds of things and they're adults of all ages. And so you could find that niche and go, oh, you know, maybe that isn't so babyish. So, you know, it might be. And I mean, you do have to be careful with communities online and just letting them run free. But if you can find, like I said, YouTube is a really neat way. You can preview the videos, make sure that the community is safe um, and healthy, but they can see, you know, well, this person is super into this and they're not unusual or strange or uncool or whatever. Um, so it can be, you know, the internet can be a really difficult place for teens, but it can be really, really helpful um, when it's utilized. And I think learning how to use the internet safely is, you know, an important skill anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We use it a lot in our homeschool. Awesome. Well, yeah, this has been really good conversation, really good brainstorming. <laughs> so I hope that anybody else that listens to this, um, and have to write one again, once I have all teenagers and see if, yeah. <laughs> I was even remotely close. We'll see. Well, I, you know, my daughter can be a test subject for yeah, yeah. <laughs> these ideas. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yes. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your well, night. Thank you for having away me. Away from your family. Um, yes. And then uh, for everybody that's watching this, we are going to include the link for Lisa's post. Um, also for the author profile. So you can check out all her other good posts, really good things for stuff all around Louisville. And 
comments too. Oh, yes. Because, you know, everybody has different kinds of kids. So you might come up, you might have had something really interesting that didn't even cross our minds. Yes. So I love that. Yeah. And then maybe we'll just turn this mm-hmm. into one whole resource on ideas Absolutely. for every age yeah. level and yes, personality. Yeah. It'd be fun. So yes, definitely comment below. Um, wonderful. Well, yeah, we will definitely have to chat with you another time soon um, about your post. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this was wonderful. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Lisa, for uh, spending time with us. All right, we'll catch you guys next time.